Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast dedicated to those who have left religion behind and are now seeking to rebuild their lives through self-exploration, play, and spirituality. I, your host, Christina Carlson, am an embodiment and intuition coach. I work with bitches, witches, and queers to discover their own worth and value and learn how to trust themselves to create the lives they want. I'm an experimenter by nature, so this podcast, like my life, is an offering in flux. What you find here will be diverse and, hopefully, interesting. One thing you can know for sure is that we will get good and curious here. Welcome. Hello and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. Today's guest is Jolinda Johnson. Jolinda Johnson is an award-winning certified life coach, holistic health coach, and priestess who specializes in burnout and perimenopause. She's obsessed with helping change makers and revolutionaries get back their spark so that they can go set the world on fire. She wants to change the narrative around perimenopause and give attention to the voices that are typically left out of the conversation, including Black, Indigenous, people of color, LGBTQIA+, and people under 45. She is a sought-after guest on podcasts, has been featured on the cover of Inspired Coach magazine, and was a recipient of the Beautiful You Coaching Academy CEO Shine Award in 2021. She's also taken to the stage as a motivational speaker for other life coaches and can be found on the popular website Healthline. Jolinda is originally from Detroit, Michigan, but earned her BA from Columbia University in New York City and completed her Master's of Science in Education as a part of her NYC Teaching Fellows Program at Pace University in 2006. For the last 13 years, she's made her home as a single mother in Barcelona, Spain. Our stories matter. They connect us to each other and to ourselves, mind, body, and soul. On Connected, a podcast with Jess, you will hear stories from women all over the globe who open up some of the most intimate spaces of their life to share a chapter of their story with you. Host and life coach Jessica Travis values the art of storytelling in the podcast medium. These stories touch at the core of what it means to be human and gives value to the journeys we have been on. They will ask you to see life from a new vantage point, a new spiritual practice, a new identity, or a new way of doing this thing called life. Join her and her guests on your favorite podcast platform or at connectedwithjess.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. I have Jolinda Johnson with me today. Hi, Jolinda. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. Amazing. Uh, I love to start by asking, what does spirituality mean to you? Spirituality means getting out of your own way so that spirit can move through you so that you can deepen that connection with the universal energy of love, trust, compassion, and really feel yourself dissolve into the field of non-local intelligence as we are all one. I love that. How, how did you come to this way of viewing spirituality? By a lot of trial and error. 
Well, I, um, I was raised by two parents who were um, students of unity Christianity. And so I grew up um, saying grace, seeing my mom um, practice her affirmations. You know, even when I was sick as a little girl, she would always say, now you have to say your affirmations. I'm a strong and healthy girl. The universe is listening, um, you know. And then I went to Catholic school for eight years, even though neither of my parents was Catholic, but they thought that was the best option for me uh, from an academic standpoint. And that's where, where I was really introduced to the uh, rules of religion. Um, and that didn't vibe well with me. <laughs> um, and so I basically rejected all spirituality, all religion throughout my 20s. And at one point I just, I thought, well, I'm um, agnostic. Um, at one point I even thought maybe I just don't believe in anything because I just did not feel connected with um, the church. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a journey that a lot of people um, go through where they, feel like they've experienced certain things because of religion and then it all gets rolled into that mm. and yet your soul is still craving connection to something greater and you realize that the human experience is so limited and if if you're not looking out past your individual self then everything feels like it's under your control. So everything that happens is because of something that you chose, mm -hmm. something that you did. Mm -hmm. And it really invites uh, a lot of limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I find that my current relationship with spirituality really invites an attitude of expansion, of connectedness, of realizing that it's not all about me all of the time. And I find that to be very comforting and incredibly nourishing to my spirit and to my soul to know that what I give to other people, I'm giving to myself mm -hmm. and vice versa. And that it's not just about me, the individual and her choices. Hmm. Yeah, it, it can be scary. I know that like all people start out as kids, like believing that everything is about us, right? That's like the natural, we're developing an ego, you know, we're developing mm -hmm. that, like I do this and mom does that. And like, you know, I do this and the world does this. And it's like, as we grow and mature, we start to realize that not everything is about us. You know, what other people yeah. are feeling isn't about us. And um, what happens in the world isn't necessarily because of us individually. Um, what was there like a catalyst to that switch for you? Like, how did that specific transition from like, it's not all about me? Because you said it brought you peace. Was there a specific mm -hmm. instance or moment that brought you into that? After having my son, Leonard, mm. um, after his first year, I realized that I really needed to lean on something else <laughs> because I've just, um, 
I started overanalyzing everything. Um, I really was completely out of touch with my intuition. Um, I didn't have faith really um, that things would just work out, uh, which is a very lonely place to be as well when you think that you just, you know, everything has to be controlled and analyzed and that you can't ever let go. And mm -hmm. so for me, realizing that um, if I return to the faith that I had as a child, that was not um, defined by religious dogma, mm -hmm. but that really was centered around God, goddess, the universe, the great mother, cycles of nature, that I could relax a bit and release and be at ease. And since doing that, so many things have happened that are so absolutely beyond my control and amazing for it. Hmm. So many things, it's like opening uh, the door to a cellar, hmm. letting in this fresh air and realizing, wow, there's so much more to life than this. Hmm. So much more to support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. As a parent, I deeply, I deeply resonate with that. It's, it's terrifying <laughs> to when you start, when you like come at parenting from a place of control it's yeah. nothing but exhausting and shame-filled. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially now yeah. that we have access to so much information. Uh-huh. <laughs> can Google everything. And I was, at the time I was married, but uh, I have lived in Spain for the last 13 years. So my first child and what turned out to be my only child in a foreign country, I had to do everything in my second language, figure mm. everything out basically on my own because my ex-husband had very little involvement mm. and that was a lot. And so when you find yourself all day thinking, should it be that, should it be this, should it be this, should it be that? And also when I was thinking about having a second child, not being able to just relax into that process of, uh, conscious conception and instead it became about am I taking this supplement am I taking uh should I get this tested da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. um and so my spirituality now is really based on inner peace and trust and as I said before connectedness mm -hmm. um so you mentioned connectedness and um also a few different a few different names for like God and universe and spirit and I loved your definition at the beginning of what spirituality is um I'm like I'm curious like what this looks like for you on a daily basis is there like is there practices that you do or a um, a mindset that you're getting into on a daily basis or how does this work practically for you so on a practical level, um, and this is something that I started several years ago, 
when I went through my priestess journey, which I, I still continue to follow. Um, and I created a sacred space in my home, an altar. Mm-hmm. And that's where I go uh, to connect with God and my higher self. Every morning, uh, I set aside about 30 minutes, but I, I sit in meditation for 15 minutes and I pull an oracle card for the day. I say a prayer or I channel a prayer depending. Um, And throughout the day, I come back to my breath, my heart. I bring a smile to my lips. And I imagine a light coming from my eyes. And often I will imagine uh, being surrounded by light and thinking, how can I spread this? As I walk through the streets of Barcelona, how can I spread this light to others? How can I take myself lightly? How can I remember that I'm only here for a short time in this body? I've been here before. I'll be here again if my soul chooses. But right now in this moment, this is all I have and I have to appreciate it. And nothing that happens throughout my day can be made better through the energies of blame and shame and self-criticism. So I also come back to that as, okay, this has happened and that's not necessarily what I wanted to happen, but how can I tend to myself in this moment? How can I tend to others in this moment? How can I apply love here? Uh, If sacred rage is called for, that's another thing. But a lot of times it's especially, you know, with when dealing with other people that we know nothing about what they're going through. We all come into this world with our stuff and it can make such a difference to just take a deep breath, come back to the present and ask what would love do. Mm -hmm. And again, coming back to that principle of surrender and release. Mm. You work with incredible people going through perimenopause. Um, how, how do you apply the spiritual practices you mentioned, like self-compassion and surrender and release to not only your experience, but your clients' experiences? Well, perimenopause is a time, you know, most people don't realize that it's about 10 years <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's a very transformative time in a person's life where everything is changing, not just the menstrual cycle, of course, but your relationship with your body, your relationship with spirituality, probably, mm-hmm. because the hormonal veil is lifting and it's opening your eyes to a lot of things that you have been out of touch with in years past that you suddenly feel drawn to um and can you, can you say more about what about that i'm just curious the, like what, what, what types of things are are you being revealed ah uh, just um who am i in the world why oh, okay. am i here what's mm-hmm. my purpose what really matters to me mm-hmm. um 
things that are often associated with a midlife crisis. Mm. But so much of it is looking around and thinking, okay, I followed all of the steps that everyone else told me to follow. And yet I'm still not fulfilled. And yet I'm still not satisfied. Mm. What is missing here? Mm. And suddenly you realize that the opinions of other people don't matter to you as much as they used to. And even if it doesn't make sense to anyone else, you're ready to go for it. And so that's also, you know, there's a lot of, uh, perimenopause gets a lot of bad press. It needs a rebranding. It's filled with a lot of physical symptoms that um, are not pleasant, but again, every person is different. Mm. But emotionally, it can be a time of great awakening. Spiritually, it can be a time of great awakening. And you see a lot of people who are uh, going through perimenopause, creating incredible things in the world, Mm -hmm. speaking powerful truths, really standing in their power for for what might be the first time in their lives. Mm -hmm. The maiden no more. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say that's like true mother energy. (laughs) It's actually the MAGA. The MAGA, tell me more. As an, as an archetype. So the MAGA is also the queen mm. and she comes between the mother and the crone. Mm. And so she's the um, overseer of this transformation. And mm. it's interesting because a lot of my clients cringe at the word queen when it comes to that feeling of, superiority, royalty, you know, that Hmm. um, association. I'm better than everyone else Um, because I work with a lot of people who really value community and being Hmm. one with everyone and and not part of a hierarchy, you know? Yeah. But then when we look at um, things like prioritizing your time, delegating, knowing uh, and really recognizing your gifts and sharing them unapologetically, those aspects of the queen, then it starts to make sense. Okay, (laughs) okay. Um, And also I think changing your relationship with struggle and pleasure. It's also a time when you realize that you don't need to prove yourself through your struggle and that you can really embrace pleasure as a daily practice Hmm. because you're worth it regardless of what now this is if you want to take a really close look at it for yourself because obviously we're also bombarded at this time of life with uh advertising that says we should be focused on the wrinkles and the what's been dubbed the menopot which i think is just the worst term um you know, the changes in our bodies that are just a natural part of the process that if you devote all of your energy to that, you'll be wildly distracted and Mm -hmm. disempowered. And that's exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. So if you can cut through all of that noise and just come back to, right, this is, this is my body, but this is not who I am. Mm -hmm. Who I am exists beyond this body what I'm here to do exists beyond this body. And as long as you have support 
around the physical symptoms so they don't completely sideline you, it's a really wonderful time. Hmm. How do you stay with that experience? How do you stay connected to your body? Well, I think creating space to listen to your body is the first thing that's um, a non-negotiable really. You know, if you, if you just go about doing things the way you've always done, chances are you're going to miss your body's signals and your body is constantly communicating with you. So whether it be by, you know, through reserving that time that I mentioned uh, in the morning, which is not only a time to connect with spirit, but also with, with your body, do a body scan. Um, strength training, exercise, movement, uh, dance, any way that you can um, tend to your body in that way is also a great help. I find that a lot of messages are released when I am lifting weights. <laughs> and I also feel incredibly powerful when I am um, lifting weights. So um, I always recommend strength training because we start to lose muscle mass um, at an increasing rate, uh, especially after the age of 40. And so it can be really helpful to maintain some of that. Um, and now I'm having, um, I'm having a moment and I can't remember what the, oh, connecting to your body. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I already got another question lined up if you're, if you were done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, you know, when you being really intentional, intentional about the time you spend with your body. So I have, um, a body oil that I use every day. That's great for giving myself, you know, just self massage and, as I, it only takes a couple of minutes, but as I run my hands over my entire body, I thank it. You know, I thank my hands, I thank my arms, I thank my breasts, I thank my hips, my thighs, my feet. Um, and really taking the emphasis away from how my body looks to what it's allowing me to do. And that can also foster a deep appreciation for what your body. Um, helps you to experience throughout the day. I love that. That's actually one of my practices as well. I have a, this really fancy body oil that I got um, from Julie and um, I, it's from Australia. So I'm going to work hard to get it again. Um, maybe when I go, but it's, it's so fancy. And like, for me, it's just like this like self anointing. And like you said, thanking, thanking your body and just being like, this is all you've given me. And I'm like, I'm here because of you. And it's, it's really special. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, you, you mentioned like, and, and I love this work. I love the work that you do and it's so important. And I love how much awakening you're talking about I had no idea that there was a step between um or a phase between mother and crone so that's new <laughs> to me um that's incredible um but you do mention 
um, a sense of purpose or a job mm -hmm. transition or like stepping into your power. And I'm mm -hmm. curious what that has looked like for you personally. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I started my business uh, back in 2017. Before that, I was, well, directly before that, I was a stay-at-home mom for two years. Um, and then before that, I was a teacher for 10. Mm. And when I first started coaching, I really didn't know how to be my own boss. And I very much got in my own way. Mm. And I always looked to outside sources for direction of what I should do, of what I should say, of how I should launch, uh, how I should promote myself. Uh, I was laughing to myself the other day because I, um, I recently released a new ebook called The Mess and the Magic, which is a book of prayers. And so many of the things that I did in a day would have sent me into a tailspin four years ago because I didn't trust myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest difference is that you reach a point where you finally can trust yourself, where you have come home to yourself and you like where you live. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what other people think about that, you know that you're still okay. And that if you take a wrong turn or make a mistake, the universe always corrects itself and it's just part of your experience. Mm. It's not the end of the world. Mm. And there's a great freedom in that and a great joy mm. in that liberation. Mm. So that for you has looked like just really trusting yourself in your business and in your life. Yes. That's incredible. That sounds, again, I keep coming back to the word supported, but it sounds so supported. Like um, for, for me, I was raised evangelical Christian. So there was this, um, there was like a God's will for your life and specific mm -hmm. path for your life. Mm -hmm. And there was the potential that you could miss it. You mm -hmm. could miss the best thing for you. And it's literally the opposite of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. where you're saying this is like part of your process and you can't really go wrong because you're it's going to be a lesson or you're going to <laughs> continue to be supported on your path and therefore it is possible to trust yourself absolutely and what is meant for you this is an affirmation that i say going back to you know how uh spirituality shows up in my everyday life yeah. Uh, an affirmation that I say to myself often is what is meant for you will always be there for you because I have so many examples in my life of things that I didn't pay attention to the first time mm -hmm. or I thought oh my gosh I've missed out and guess what those things have come right back around <laughs> this is meant for you I'm back um and we each have a unique path, but 
you can never actually lose your path because it's meant for you. (laughs) You and your path are always one. (laughs) Wherever you go, you're always here, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. But I do know that feeling. I do know that feeling. I, I actually have, um, a prayer for despair because, um, I, um, have lived with depression for the last 20 years uh, as a consequence of my PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And that has manifested in, in various ways, but one of them, especially when I was in my 20s, was through this idea that I had missed out on my chances for greatness. And my prayer for despair acknowledges that feeling that, you know, I've missed, I've missed out. I've missed my chances, but then it brings it to the idea that please help me to remember that my chances are unlimited, that my possibilities are infinite because in one 24 hour period, I can simply make a different choice, which will put a different series of events into play. And whenever I feel stuck, I often will say, how can I bring this back to love? Because I know that if I just do one small thing out of love, it will set into motion a new series of events. It will reconnect me with people who want to help. It will connect myself with feelings of generosity, for example, of um, things that I have to offer, uh, of my own humanity, of being of service. And a lot of times when we are feeling like we're trapped by our own circumstances, it's because we um, have shrunk the entire universe into, and actually in Spanish, they say, into your belly button (laughs) you're just you know just looking into yourself a little too much and so if you can broaden your perspective and remember that you are just one little piece of this ginormous puzzle you know sometimes I'll go out and I'll just look up at the sky Mm. and connecting with nature and the cycles of nature you know when I'm feeling like nothing's moving it's like well let's look outside in winter right now you know not everything's in bloom and that's for a reason. Mm. I'm allowed to be dormant sometimes. Mm. I'm, I'm allowed to be at rest. I'm allowed to have projects that are underground mm. that I'm, you know, I'm leaving for a minute. Mm. I'm not constantly watching, thinking, okay, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? You know, things need time to germinate and grow and eventually blossom. And we're just so rushed in the 21st century. We want everything now. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. <laughs> um, and I find that when I reconnect with the rhythm of, of God, of goddess and the great mother, it's a rhythm that is non-linear, 
it is unexpected. It's spontaneous and it's exciting because I don't have to have everything planned out. Very rarely do those plans actually come to fruition. I can have a vision, I can have an idea, but it's mm -hmm. so freeing to just say, okay, I give this to you, show me where, show me where we're going and just follow the, follow the clues, follow the breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And that's how I live my life. That's so, that's such a kind and supportive view of life. And I feel like you're speaking straight to my heart because last night I sat outside and looked up at the moon for uh, a solid half hour. Mm -hmm. And I was watching the moon through the trees. And um, this tree is like, has all the tiny branches on it. And so as I was looking at the moon, I could see like the network of branches. And it mm -hmm. looked like the same as a picture of like your nerve endings. Mm -hmm. And I felt like goddess and the moon were just like, hey, look, we're all connected. Yes. And at the same time, I could see the moon actually moving through the trees and watch mm -hmm. that happen. And I was mm -hmm. just like, this is so connected. We're so connected to life, to everything that breathes and lives. It's just... Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so supportive to view life in that way. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. And Thank once you. you start noticing the synchronicities, that's uh -huh. when things really start becoming fun. Yeah, because it's, and it's so much of what you're saying, like with the, like moving from control of, is like, is such a theme for like, for me, my, biggest work is is to be present and mm -hmm. that means letting go of control yes. and I've got generations of strong women who mm -hmm. lived with control and mm -hmm. um that's not serving me anymore so mm -hmm. so working to move away from that is is a challenge and it views like like what you're describing where you move into a place of that dance with the universe of like mm -hmm. having the vision and then allowing yourself to be led by the doors that are opening up and the the things that are right in front of you and treating that with like abundance is is just such a beautiful expansive place yeah yeah and it allows you to play in that experience of co-creation mm-hmm but believe me, many tears have been shed on the, on the way to like surrendering that in the process. <laughs> yeah, I've never cried. I've never cried over that. <laughs> not not once, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, we talk about transformation, but so much of transformation is breaking down. <laughs> yeah <laughs> breaking down burning down um you know we, we say re release what's no longer serving you but that often looks more like in my case is radically releasing uh -huh. <laughs> and burning stuff down <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not chill <laughs> no <laughs> I mean maybe it is for some people I can't speak for everyone I'm not a chill person so maybe that's why it's not chill for me <laughs> well you know and I, I think 
when you um, become more aware, not even aware, but more willing to respect the desires of your soul mm. from the beginning, it doesn't have to be so dramatic. But what a lot of us do, and what I certainly have done in the past, is I will feel the pressure, the tap on the shoulder of my soul saying, not this way, that way, or not this direction, that direction. And I'll say, excuse me? <laughs> I, I don't think so. You're mistaken. And then it'll just get louder. You know, my soul will become more and more insistent. You're not listening. That's what happened with, you know, just in February when I shaved my head. That was a decision that weighed on me for over a year because I knew exactly what I had to do. Every time I saw uh, a shaved head or imagined myself with a shaved head, I got a charge from it. Mm. Uh, and when I say a charge, it's just like recognition that this is the right thing. Mm. But I had a long curly mane of hair that I did not want to sacrifice. And so I tried shaving part of it. I shaved, tried shaving both sides, leaving the middle long and my soul continued, no, not enough. <laughs> I want to get to the scalp. I want to get to the root of you. Mm. That, that's what I kept hearing, take it all off. And I did, but I could have saved myself 12 months of <laughs> should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, if I just thought, well, you know what, I'm going to do it and let's see what happens. So that yeah. was a great lesson in, okay, I hear what you're saying. It makes no sense, but let's go. <laughs> you know, and like, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you can't miss your path. You didn't miss it. You took a a, a route to get there that was always your route to get there you know it's yeah. like yeah sure you maybe could have but this is this is what you needed was to to struggle in that to get to that place and yeah I have to remind myself of that too because I'm I'm stubborn and I know it and I also know there might not be another way for me to learn things other than that struggle until I get it <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, and I'm very grateful for that experience as well. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking. It's been so wonderful talking with you and hearing about your spiritual journey and the work you do. Thank you, Christina. I've loved being here. Thank you all for joining me today. If you are wanting one-on-one -on -one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.